How's it going, everybody? I'm AJ, and in this episode, I'm going to be ranting about the 2018 thriller, Searching. So this movie was actually recommended to me from Ian Glasgow from the Hotch Potch podcast. He was a guest on the regular Genre Geeks cast, and he recommended I check this movie out. I remember the marketing for this movie, and it looked cool. It's, uh, I want to figure out the name for this genre of, of movie. It's not found footage per se, but the entire movie is shot via, uh, desktops and webcams that kind of thing uh it, it reminded me a lot of unfriended i believe there's unfriended one and two uh, the dark web it, it's that style of movie which i really really like i think it's a really cool new age form of of telling a story that people can relate to and visually there's a lot of tools at its disposal and I'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, the reason I didn't see the movie is I, I didn't recognize the writer and director. And apparently it's the writer-director's first feature film. The writer-slash-director is Anish Chagandy, Shigatni. I'm sure I'm really botching that. But uh, unfamiliar with his work. And the thing is, I don't know why, excuse was it why I never just got around to seeing the movie. I heard nothing but positive things about the film. And uh, I like the lead, John Cho, from, famous obviously from Harold and Kumar. I just never got around to seeing the movie. Thank you, Ian, for pressing me to see this movie because I liked it a lot. So from this moment on, I will be nosediving into spoiler territory and a movie that is very sensitive to spoilers. Now's your warning. So the movie begins with, in my opinion, one of the most emotional openings for a movie. The obvious competitor to this would be the opening scene from Up. And it, it uses a montage to tell a lot, which is a great visual tool. This movie, because it's all from a desktop, even from the moment the movie starts with like old Windows 97 login stuff... It's like a fun time capsule of technology. And so you're learning about these, the three characters of this film, well, technically two. You have mommy, daddy, and daughter. And so the daughter is getting access to the computer. So the dad makes her an account. And so it's just, it's the perfect example of showing, not telling. Because we learn that the dad is incredibly tech savvy with his computers. He's also kind of anal retentive and everything likes to be organized and folders. And we learn that the family is very close, especially the mother and daughter. And there's like files where it's like first day of kindergarten, first day of first grade, first day of second grade. Like it's the family is very like would you would imagine like a typical super close TV family would be. They were very playful and fun. And it, again, it's a fun time capsule of technology because you get to see what old school YouTube used to look like and like Windows 97 and like the whole uh Oh, I forgot the name of the bit, but it's the like the scary jump scare maze prank. You get to see all this stuff, and it also is time progressing. And so you can see Windows 97, and the guy eventually upgrades to a Mac. And so you see like Skype calls, and you see it's just AOL Messenger. You get to see a bunch of really fun moments in technology's history. And it, it's just it's a great way of montaging everything we need to know about this family, including that the mother gets sick. And there's a moment that I really, really loved. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I did almost cry. I definitely felt my eyes watering up 
but there's a, you, the mom gets really sick and then she gets better and then she gets sick again. And there's this moment where it's like a, like a calendar on your computer and they, they have the little like mom comes home on this specific date and then they move it, you know, another two, three weeks, you know, juxtapositioned with shots of her in the hospital the mom in the hospital. And eventually in this, this moment is so perfect. They go and they take the mom comes home, which they've moved, you know, two or three weeks, moved two or three weeks again. And they delete that, that moment, that event, which is perfect. It, it's, it's weird to like be so happy, like with that moment, because it's horrible, like in story, but like, it is such a great visual utilizing this medium of storytelling using the desktop as the as the is the camera basically it's really really good i adored it it's like i think the first seven minutes of the movie is this montage and so i mean i'm skipping over a lot and so after that moment of mom's not coming home another you know first day of whatever grade eighth grade and it's just the dad and the daughter which is really sad and again i almost cry during this i'm i'm really going and talking about like oh man youtube is funny back then but it is super freaking sad and great and so that sets up our cast of dad played by john cho and his daughter played by and i'm trying to look up her name because i'm unfamiliar with her uh michelle la who plays margo so Margot is in, I think, early high school or something, maybe late high school kid. And she is the typical kid, you know, I forgot to take out the trash. Dad is, it it utilized the the medium well because he's like texting her, hey, you forgot to take out the trash kind of thing, which I've gotten those before. And uh, so they're kind of a little bit distant from each other uh, since the mom died. And they're kind of, the technology's, primarily the way they're communicating with each other, which is realistic. Really, really cool. Margo's like, all right, yeah, dad, I'm at a study group. I'll be home late. And dad's like, okay. Late that night, dad gets three missed calls from Margo. He's sleeping through it. It's really late and then early in the morning. He wakes up the next day, tries calling her. She's not picking up. He's texting her. Hey, you know, you good? What's going on? No response. And uh, there's a gag in it that's really funny to me because he's in the kitchen And he, again, at this point, he's just, as far as he's concerned, his daughter's at school, just kind of blowing off his calls. That's not unnormal for, first of all, kids today, me, and uh, especially a a relationship that's distanced. And he, like, sees the trash is still folding, like, takes a picture, like, this old man style, boomer style taking picture. He, like, squats real low and, like, backs up to take a picture of the, the full trash to send his daughter. And basically, it becomes very clear that something is wrong. She's not returning calls and he doesn't know where she is. And a lot of this movie is uh, like visual stuff going on on screen and learning about the relationship between the two. And so I, I'm not going to take my time going over every single beat of the movie, but what you need to understand is that we learn that the dad and daughter don't have a like good relationship We'll, we'll even call it a relationship. The dad doesn't know any of her friends because, you know, he has a, a brother in this film and he's like, okay, well, if you don't, if she's not picking up her phone, just call some of her friends, uh, you know, do that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I will. He doesn't know any of her friends. And so he like goes and tries to find her Instagram and Facebook, all that crap. Then they're all 
private, so you can't view it unless you're a friend, which, okay, wow, dad's not even a friend with her on Facebook? That's insane. But I guess this says a lot about their relationship. And so it's kind of cool because, like, at that point, you get to see where his, the the dad's tech skills come into play because he tries to log into her, I think it's like her Instagram, and his password protected, but he does the old forgot password trick because the recovery email was her mom's email, which he has access to. So he gets access to all of her Facebook stuff and it's clear she's missing. So calls the cops and that's where we get our third, we'll call her main cast member, Deborah Messing, who plays Detective Vic, who it's really cool. It's a thing that you don't get to really, it's a tool you don't get to utilize or see in normal movies because as soon as our, we're introduced to this character, literally while our main character is talking to her, he's Googling her. And so we see that she's basically a super cop. She is responsible for some like uh, ex-con work program and she has all these awards. It's cool because we get to see this stuff and it's just shown to us a great use of this medium. You're going to hear me say that a lot during this. And so she's like, you know, okay, this she could possibly be a runaway. Tell me some of her friends. And so the next bit, which is great, is the dad trying to find out who her friends were. And so he's literally like all of her Facebook friends. He's calling all of them. And he has like this like Excel sheet of who they are, their relationship, their alibi for the night she went missing. And what we're learning is that she was a loner. She had like no friends, including this one chick The in the study group she was in. She's like, yeah, she was kind of weird. And she left around, I think, like nine o'clock. And so the dad's like, wait, wait, wait. So she she was she was going to be there really late. And she, you said she left at nine. So we don't know where she was during the hours that she went missing. And then she was calling her dad. So there's a lot going on here. Basically, we learned that no one really liked her, including because there's a moment where uh, there's a little bit of false hope where I guess she had a a best friend when she was a little kid. Dad gets a hold of that per- that kid's parents and they're like, oh yeah, he went over to the him and some friends and I'm pretty sure Margo went to the mountains. And then Dad's like, oh, thank God. She's just being a stupid kid and, you know, went camping, blew off school, went camping. The next day, the kid calls our main character and is like, yeah, um, she didn't come with us. And we're not really friends. And he's like, but you invited her to go camping. And he's like, yeah, well, my mom and her mom were friends. And you, you get the vibe that it was basically like a charity thing where the mom made him invite Margot. So we, nobody knows where she was. She wasn't with anybody. There's this character who keeps popping up like on her Instagram, who's like pervy and gross. And he has even has an alibi, which I'll get to that later, what his alibi was. And so basically a big chunk of the movie is we, she, we're learning about Margot. She has no friends, had no relationship with her dad. The dad has no idea who his kid freaking is because we're learning the, she's a piano prodigy. And I mean, I don't know if prodigy is the right word. She's very talented and she's clearly worked really hard at it. The mom and uh, gave her piano lessons very, very early on. And the dad's been giving her money every I think week or month or whatever for piano lessons and it's revealed that she has blown off those piano lessons for the last couple months and the hundred bucks he's been giving her she has been depositing in this checking account 
which then was Venmoed to another account, which is really cool. If you don't unfamiliar with all that stuff, jargon for the money got deposited and then the money was deposited in another place that's untraceable. You, It's not like you just trace the ATM where the money was withdrawn. It's gone, but it's somewhere. Somewhere has, someone has like $2,500. And so we're learning that she had a, uh, basically it's TikTok. There's this fake social media thing, which is, if it's like really weird it's like a mixture of tiktok and twitch where you live stream and people could join in your call and they can chat with you and there's a lot you know there's different like hashtag music hashtag you know weird stuff it, it's this fake social media uh, platform that the dad is unfamiliar with and it's kind of the first time we've gotten to see Margot completely be herself me genuine and so you also also what i love about it is you can see the view count on every video and there's like none there's like four views maybe on every video but there's this one character name or a person named salts fish and chips or something salt and vinegar fish and chip whatever and she seems to be margo's only friend where she's like hey what's your favorite pokemon and margo's like oh this thing she's like oh how you doing and you she starts bringing up that fish and chips starts bringing up that her mom is sick with cancer which obviously hits home with margo because she lost her mom from cancer and as i'm watching this I'm watch, I watched this movie with my wife, by the way. My wife doesn't watch a ton of movies with me, but she was hooked into this movie as well. So if that tells you anything, a movie nerd like me and a casual movie fan like my wife were just hooked into this movie. Uh, she, my wife and I were both like, clearly this is our this is our problem here. This is something that's going to definitely come back later because this shit we're getting the we got the vibe that fish and chips was catfishing Margot. It's just way too convenient for them to have both have like the same issue of their mom being sick so that that keeps going on and so like the dad even he's giving the detective all of this information and the detective's like okay yeah yeah and she's like we called up fish and chips and uh at the diner she works at and she has a clean alibi she wasn't there she lives in like you know pittsburgh or some crap clean alibi she wasn't involved here and what's great during this time is as things get crazier the desktop uh, of the of the of the main character is getting more and more disorganized and my wife actually pointed this out so i absolutely have to give her credit there's like folders everywhere and tabs everywhere and just if you're familiar with the mac you can literally scroll and put your folders and files and all that stuff randomly wherever you want on your desktop it's not like a uh it's not like on a pc where it is like gridlocked and so it's just a mess which represents the dad's mind it's so just frantic and just craziness going on everywhere and things get really bad when the dad basically tracks down his daughter's favorite place like on one of her videos she's like this is my favorite place to go to and just do nothing it's this uh like this lake and so they go out to this lake and they find her car in the river with money in it and blood on the in in the car and it becomes very like they start like combing the woods it becomes very uh, like frantic because this is the biggest lead we've had up to this point in this movie. And like everyone's volunteering and like the dad's now on the news and on TV and there's like hashtag whatever, like the fine Margot. And it does a cool thing where it shows the very unfortunate dark side of the internet with people going like, Oh, I hope she's found. And then a bunch of people going like the dad probably did it. She's dead. Blah, blah, blah. It, it's what you would expect. And so 
what goes on from there is it starts to rain really hard, like a bad uh, rainstorm. And so they call, you know, searching and it's just bad. Things are not looking good. And, oh, I forgot to mention as well, the detective found a, an ID for, uh, for, uh, I forgot some made up name and it, it's revealed that the daughter had a fake ID and basically it becomes more and more evident that the daughter ran away, which was then contradicted by the car, her car being found in the lake. Things go bad and worse from there. And everyone's basically saying like, you know, she's she's probably dead, my dude, she's probably dead. And so what the dad ends up doing, he's going through, because if you have an iPhone, you can hook up your messages and stuff to your laptop, computer, whatever, and it will have all your texts from your phone on your computer. So the dad's going through the daughter's text and finds some very questionable text between her and her uncle, our main character's brother, where it's very, it didn't work for me, but like, it's like, oh, I can't believe what we did last night. It was so crazy. And the uncle's like, yeah, but it felt good. Right. And she's like, yeah, but I like this, it, it's way too like obvious for this kind of movie. It looks like the uncle was having a very incestuous relationship with his niece. And so the dad goes and, uh, to interrogate him, like puts hidden cameras in the, in the brother's house to, I quote, get a confession. I just, it's the only way for them to make sense of why there'd be cameras in this again. Cause again, the median is the medium of this movie is very found footage, desktop, maybe some news reports, but that's it. And what comes out is that the uncle was giving his niece, giving Margot weed and like to kind of mellow her out. And the dad's like, how could you do that? And the brother's like, because you freaking didn't give a crap about her. She needed someone to talk to about her dead mom. And you wouldn't want to talk about it. The one thing she wanted to talk about, you refused to like pretend existed. And it's really great. It's a great come to terms moment where the dad really has reality kind of shoved in his face and then he gets a phone call and this was a great acting scene from from John Cho where he gets a phone call we don't really hear what is being said on the other side but he just like collapses on the floor and it's revealed that a man confessed to killing Margot, which I point out, he didn't actually say anything about killing her, uh, but he is, there's a video of him confessing and then apparently killing himself. And so he's like, I'm sorry, girl in the green car. Uh, I'm sorry for, you know, hitting you. Uh, he said, I'm sorry for crushing you. I'm sorry for this, this and that. And basically it becomes, as far as the cops are concerned, like the detective, as far as everyone's concerned, she's dead. And we have a confession, and the guy who confessed then shot himself. It's it's looking really, really bad, and the dad is like, something doesn't add up. And so he, they even go down to, like, the, there's, like, a funeral thing, like an online fu- a funeral, so, like, everyone can, like, a streaming funeral, everyone can watch it. Everyone is talking about this girl's death, including the, unquote, friend like the study group buddy who was like we weren't friends and now she's on youtube doing the typical like we were best friends and just trash stuff like that and what ends up happening is the the dad is like on the funeral thing and he's like giving them photos and stuff of of margo and he sees a stock image of like thank you for using our website and it's the profile picture from fish and chips the friend from the tiktok website 
And the dad's like, uh, and so he like re- reverse Google images, the, their profile picture. And it's revealed that the chick is a, she's a model. She does like stock photos stuff. So he finds her online, calls her and it's revealed that she was never contacted by the police. And the dad's like, wait, 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 wait. The detective called you and says, she's like, I don't know what any of that stuff is. I wasn't talking to your daughter. I don't even know what, uh, whatever the TikTok website thing is. And so the dad also at that time looks at the video of the guy who confessed the murder and then looks at the image of the detective with her little work release program. And it's the guy who apparently killed Margot was one of the cons who worked at detective Vic's little work release program. And it's worth noting as well. And I probably should have mentioned this before that the detective has a son and during a moment of like a heart to heart between the two about like, you know what we're going to do for our kids kind of thing. The detective is like, yeah, my son, I love him to death. But one time he went around the neighborhood asking for donations for a fake charity and he got caught. And I basically took the rap and was like, no, I started this program. She's willing to lie for her son, which is important for now because that's when the aha moment happens where it's revealed that the detective has been sabotaging this case. They go to the to the funeral and the dad shows up with a bunch of other cops who arrest the detective and it's revealed that her son had a crush on Margot and was catfishing her online using the the fake fish and chips profile stuff and they were they were going to meet and stuff and apparently she got the money because again fish and chips was like yeah my mom is sick he was trying to stupid he was trying to have common ground between the two so I'm like, yeah, money's tight, this kind of stuff. And so Margot withdrew her $2,500 and she was going to basically give it to, to fish and chips. So she went out to the woods. It's revealed she went out to the woods to smoke some pot after, you know, studying. The detective's son followed her there, scared the living crap out of her. And so she attacked him defending herself and he ex- he shoved her supposedly accidentally. It's like she ran and then tripped and then he accidentally pushed her. There's a bunch of like little kerfuffle there and she fell off a cliff in an area where they were all searching. But the detective was like, we already searched this area. We didn't see that scene, but it's totally believable. And so they just never checked out the area that she supposedly fell. And they're like, she's been without food and water for like over five days. But. There was a rainstorm a couple days ago, so she only had to go two days without water, which is possible. They go down to the ravine and they find her body like she's okay, sort of. They pull her out. Detective goes to jail and the next scene is Margot chatting with her dad, like texting each other like, hey, sweetie, you doing good? It's obviously they have a better relationship. The daughter is in a wheelchair based on a picture. I don't you know, we don't know if it's permanent or it's just because she's recovering and she's trying to go to like some fancy piano school. Everyone's happy, obviously, except for the detective. The end. So the good of this movie was a lot. I really, really dug this movie. I think it is the best example I can think of of this medium of using your whole desktop webcam stuff as the medium to tell a story. I think this is the best example of that. Granted, I haven't seen a ton. This one's great. And I think the 
the twists and stuff add value to watching it a second time. I think it did a great, great, great job of putting distance between the uh, fish and chips reveal and the first time you see it. Because when it is first happening, again, my wife and I are like, clearly this chick is catfishing Margot or guy we assume who's posing as as fish and chips is catfishing Margot. And they just they immediately kill it where the detective's like, no, I called her and she had an alibi and we don't talk about it again for like an hour. Like it's it's a long time before that gets brought up again. And I think it had some pretty good red herrings. And I I just I think it is the. I think the story is something we're kind of familiar with. I think it could have been just as strong without this medium, but I think choosing to tell this story this way was an absolute benefit. I think the performances by John Cho, Deborah Messing, uh, I'm so sorry, I'm forgetting the actress's name, Michelle La, even Joseph Lee, who played the brother-in-law, or I'm sorry, just brother, they, they were all fantastic. John Cho, which I haven't seen him do uh, any uh, dramatic stuff, all I've seen him in is, you know, Heldon Kumar and the times he appears on like Big Bang, not Big Bang, uh, How I Met Your Mother. I know him mostly comedically. It was fantastic to see him in this dramatic role. I think it was great showing a, a dad who isn't an idiot, which is really nice just in movies. But I think it's a it's kind of like taken like regarding the the genre. And to me, this is a way, way more realistic, but like 5% extra like super intelligence version of what would you do if your kid went missing? And I mean, it's not hacking, but it's just like, you know, getting access to your kid's social media stuff by using the old forgot password stuff. It's, it's really, I appreciated that intelligence. I think the person who wrote it, which again, I'm going to say the writer slash director, I think Anish, uh, Shigatni, is familiar with a lot of social media stuff. And I just, I, again, the opening scene to me is uh, what people need to watch that opening scene. I'm sure it's on YouTube, just the opening part, because that is how you do a montage. That is great, great writing. And uh, the, one of the best examples of showing, not telling that I've seen in a movie. And also something I forgot to mention too, is uh, obviously movies need a soundtrack. Well, guess what? The soundtrack of this, of this movie is the music the dad is listening to. And like literally like he opens Spotify and uh, there's a scene in the beginning where the dad is listening to literally it's like you've seen it on YouTube four hours of calming music. It's perfect. I think it is great and it, it definitely stood out to me. I think the movie again, that's an example of how this movie is the best at utilizing its medium. And I, just, I, I adored it. I loved it. I can't wait to watch this again. The bad for this movie, I, I'm being a little nitpicky. I think the, the, the bit with the uncle niece incest thing, I, I don't know if there's a better way to do it so that it's not transparent, that it's not the case. It just came off as very clearly that's not what's happening here kind of thing. Maybe it was just one layer too deep, like to be believable, but I, had no concerns about it being truthful. That's kind of the only thing I really have to complain about. I really did enjoy this film. I'm really looking forward to what the writer director does in the future. I believe this is now the benchmark for this style of movie. So yeah, I really did love this movie. I would recommend it to 
anybody even remotely interested in a good thriller and want to see a different kind of movie, just again, the medium is so fun and new that I think people will enjoy it. I'm going to give this movie a solid A+. I can't think of anything different I would change about it. I adored it. I'm going to be watching it again. I'm going to recommend it to anyone who asks, hey, uh, what should I watch this weekend? Watch Searching. It is very, very good. So if there's other movies you'd like for me to take a look at, send me an email at genregeekscast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on facebook.com slash genregeeks. Check out our Discord where we have a lot of interactions with our fans. That's where we do all of our uh, homework assignments and we have memes and you'll be notified every single time we go live on twitch.tv slash genregeeks where every Monday at 8.30 central we do our show. We do the main cast there. And until next time. Bye.